Hello, everybody. Welcome. Steve Woolenhouse. I'm your host here on Anatomy of Success. To be more successful, we need to stop making social comparisons. That's the topic of our conversation this week. So glad you joined us. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Again, I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse, and this is Anatomy of Success. Welcome. If it's your first time, glad you found us. Hope you come back again next week. If you've been here before, we're grateful that you stop by and appear to be getting some benefit from these brief conversations we have. These are solo episodes I do dedicated to topics that I think may be beneficial. I try to spell out some things that may be useful as we attempt to try to make personal improvements, practical steps we can employ in our efforts to achieve that. You know, if you would please subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, and then head over to weatherology.com. That's my company page. You'll find the Weatherology mobile app. It's a weather app that's free. And then you can find me under the About Us section. At the top of that page, you'll find links to LinkedIn, Facebook, as well as Instagram. You know, social media provides everyone with the opportunity to present the ideal version of themselves. And most people can't resist convincing us they have it made. They have the perfect, flawless lifestyle. You know, but we don't see the daily struggles, the reality of their financial predicaments, the staged Instagram success, moments in the shower inducing vomiting after somebody struggling with bulimia or anorexia decides to induce vomiting. I know it sounds graphic, but folks, come on. Figures squeezed into outfits that create the illusion of the ideal figure. Fake bras, push-up bras, push-up asses. Come on. The drug or the alcohol problems and the domestic squabbles. I mean, this is all stuff that takes place behind the scenes, but we don't see that. We see this polished version of somebody, and then we start to get sucked into this idea that whatever they're presenting is reality. We engage in social comparison for two reasons, to assess how we are doing in a particular aspect of our life and to determine our place in society. Now, the psychology creates this insatiable appetite for downward comparisons, which compels us to examine our life to people we believe are beneath us. And that's a negative thing. So we look at people and say, oh, I'm better off than they are. Look at that loser. See what I'm saying? The result is a feeling of superiority, which is never advantageous. The preferred reaction would be gratitude. But that's seldom the case. Look at somebody and say, wow, what a great, successful situation they've created for themselves. If it's authentic, wouldn't that be nice? That inspires me. That's the upward comparison. In addition, we make upward comparisons to people we believe are living a life we aspire toward enjoy. The problem, what if that life is fake? The result is feelings of hopelessness, resentment, contempt. And we realize our chances of realizing that big dream are very minuscule. Teddy Roosevelt said this, comparison is the thief of joy. So here are six reasons to resist these social comparisons. Number one, it's an illusion. By focusing on our social media feed, we become indoctrinated in the idea that everyone has it better than we do. Beautiful homes, vacations, perfect bodies, exotic cars, happy couples. The illusion of perfection isn't an accurate depiction of reality. By focusing on personal improvement, ourself, personal responsibility, we join the small fraternity of people committed to success versus most people's focus on the illusion of success and the fantasy of success. 
Number two, playing field isn't equal. Life isn't fair, folks. Wake a friend, tell a neighbor. Some people have huge advantages genetically, economically, socially. So why dwell on things we can't control or wait for the government to make a feeble attempt to level the playing field? And they never do. Forge our own path and confront our own challenges. Create opportunities by leveraging all the tools we have available today at our disposal. A young man recently reached out from Nigeria. He introduced himself on Instagram. 14 years old, true story, and his introduction was incredibly impressive. He is now investing his own money, compliments of some advice I gave him, not involved. I said, this is what you're going to do with your $200. And now he's making plans to create a remarkable future based on these small steps. Wrote me recently, Steve, guess what? I took advantage of your advice and I'm up 25 bucks in my account in the course of three weeks. It's a big deal for a 14-year-old kid. He used his phone to be proactive, not waste time making social comparisons. Even though the playing field isn't equal, we have to get over that hump and accept our reality, do what we can with what we got to get ahead. Number three, allies become enemies. When we constantly compare ourselves to our friends, we create enemies. We fail to celebrate our friends' success with harboring animosity in our heart instead. Lack of support creates frictions that splinters friendships. We've all been there, and it ruins great relationships. We have to learn to celebrate our friends' success and be genuinely happy for their accomplishments. They will do the same for us if they're good quality friends. Quality friends are hard to find, we know that. Spoiling them over jealousy, envy, contempt isn't worth the cost. When you make a good friend, we have to invest the energy into creating positive synergy. Why compare ourselves to others? No one in this entire world can do a better job of being you than you. Number four, temporal comparison is better. So instead of comparing yourself to other people, focusing on making personal improvements, as we've discussed here today, is our top priority. When we focus on personal development, we measure success based on personal progress. Temporal comparison emphasizes personal growth predicated on parameters we define and measure progress against ourselves. Once we appreciate our personal journey doesn't require approval or comparisons, we do the hard work required for success and measure that success according to milestones that we establish. Number five, gratitude is a gift. That rich person you can't resist following on Instagram, maybe they have severe depression. Maybe they have a plethora of other emotional problems. Maybe they're a powder keg and they blow up their relationships and they're abusive. Maybe they're a liar. Maybe they're dishonest. Maybe they cheated. Maybe their kids hate their guts and their wife is involved in an extramarital affair. Maybe their business is failing and their debt to maintain the appearance of success is insurmountable. Once we step back, folks, and appreciate our own good fortune, we resist making assumptions that validate the illusion of success on social media. It's all about gratitude, and it starts with us learning to appreciate our blessings each day and spend less time postponing happiness until achievements are satisfied. 
Why put off the ability to be happy today is a very common mistake. Counting our blessings each day is how we correct that tendency. Finally, number six, love yourself. We say this all the time, and it's funny, last week when I put up a post on LinkedIn about this, somebody said, oh yeah, that's a bunch of hogwash. Really? It's sad. And when somebody says something like that, I know. Their chances of ever truly enjoying a good relationship with themselves is non-existent. We are, my friends, a magnificent work of art in progress. Consider ourselves a beautiful, flawed, imperfect creation that has the potential to become a Rembrandt. Remarkable. We're all unique and we have to cultivate our own remarkable skills and do hard work in an effort to discover what it is we're intended to do. The process starts by loving ourselves, getting acquainted with our strengths and weaknesses, then concentrating on developing our strengths. Too many people focus on their weaknesses. When we learn to love ourselves, we learn to love ourselves regardless of our flaws and we don't demand the approval from other people to feel good about ourselves. This takes time, but it's a process, we got to start now and take the long journey ahead toward discovering a deep, profound, intimate relationship with ourselves. Don't compare your weaknesses to somebody else's strengths, folks. I hope you benefited from our conversation today of six things we can do to avoid social comparisons. They're dangerous and they hold a lot of people back. Come back again next week. This is Anatomy of Success, and I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse. Until then, let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic. Optimistic.